Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What do you do when you feel like you love your partner too much? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my friend wants my husband or myself to co-sign her loan for a car. My friend, 33-year-old female, basically ended up homeless two years ago when her landlord sold the house she was renting for dirt cheap out from under her. She moved in with a mutual friend of ours for a while, and when that became untenable, she asked if she could stay with my husband, 34-year-old male, and I, 33-year-old female, while she got back on her feet. We agreed under the condition that she take care of her own finances, her cats, and help with the housework. She's currently on disability and has Medicaid and food stamps, but is on a waitlist for housing assistance. I've known her since high school, so about 15 years, though we did fall out of contact for a few of those years and reconnected about three years ago. She and her five cats moved in with us back in November. A few months into living with us, she wrecked her car. She had no money to replace it, so we've been driving her wherever she needs to go. Her long-distance girlfriend convinced her to go back to school to get a job that can work around her disability. It's through a technical college, so she should graduate in a few months. She's been carpooling to class with my husband, as his work is just down the street from her school. But once she graduates, she's going to need a car to get to and from work. We had talked about helping her get a car by co-signing for her when the time came, but I'm having reservations. She saved nothing for her car. Despite getting a cheaper phone service, no longer having car insurance payments, and selling a lot of her extra stuff. That money usually goes to making trips across the country to see her girlfriend. She hasn't kept up her side of the living agreement either. She's borrowed money from us on several occasions without paying it back, and won't even scoop her cat's litter boxes without being reminded. Last time the car thing came up, she made a comment about my husband and I not only co-signing, but possibly even covering the first payment up front and that she'll pay me back later. How bad of an idea is it to co-sign a loan for this friend? Would it be rude to suggest that her girlfriend co-sign instead? I mean, personally, I think they might blow up if you don't co-sign it, but I think that it's for the best that you don't. Somebody who displays a huge lack of responsibility the way they do, while you might love them to death and you want the best for them, it still remains that it makes no sense to co-sign that. I think all that OP's already done is more than most people would do. But while you're more than happy enough to jump onto their raft and try to help them keep that from sinking, there's just no sense in giving them the power to not only manage to sink their own raft, but your boat too. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my dad is obsessed with cleaning and it's ruining our family. My 16-year-old female, dad, 53-year-old male, is obsessed with cleaning. Every morning he wakes up at exactly 5.30 a.m. and starts cleaning the hallway, even though he's already cleaned it the day before. When I wake up and go to say good morning to him, his first words to me are asking if I clean my room. It feels like he doesn't care about me, just about how clean my room is. When I sprained my ankle because I tripped on something in my bedroom and went to him for help, 
He just said that it's my own fault for not keeping the room clean and that it's a good lesson for me. This wouldn't be such a big deal if he was being reasonable, but he doesn't want everything to be neat. He wants perfection. He fights a lot with my mom, 48-year-old female, over this, to the point where I wake up every morning to the sound of them yelling over cleaning. My dad works two days and then has a two-day break. Every time he comes home from those two working days, he starts yelling at my mom for not cleaning the entire house and calls her lazy. That's the first thing he says when he comes in the door. Not a hello or anything, just starts yelling about the house not being clean, even though it is just not perfect. I admit that my room is sometimes messy, but most of the times it's what I would consider clean. I may have two shirts on my bed from not having time to put them back in the closet so I wouldn't be late for school, but that can easily be solved. However, my dad starts making a big deal over it, swearing, yelling, and refusing to talk to me. When I come home from school and he's home, I want to talk to him about my day, but he just tells me to go clean my room and completely ignores me. This makes me not want to talk to him at all anymore. Every time I want to start a conversation with him, he first asks if my room is clean. If I say yes, he goes to check and says that it's not clean enough and wants me to mop the floor. If I say no, he completely ignores me until he decides it's perfect enough. This morning, I slept on the couch because it was too hot in my bedroom and he went in to check how clean it was. I cleaned it just the day before, so I was convinced that there will be no yelling today. When I went in to say good morning, he started yelling at me about my room not being clean and I told him that it is clean. However, he said that it's not because I should have washed the floor, that I did two days prior, and that he has nothing to say to me. I don't know what to do. This is very frustrating and it makes me not want to talk to him anymore. Everyone in the family dislikes him for this. My mom complains to me all day about him and my brother, 23-year-old male, refusing to talk to him. He's my dad and I still love him and want things to work, but this makes him unbearable. I also want to say that therapy is not an option since my parents are not open to it. I just want us all to get along. Well, I was going to fall on Old Faithful and say therapy does seem like the option here. But the problem is, for the people who probably could benefit from it, you've got to convince them that it's worth it and a lot of people, they don't want to go. Or they're just not open to even taking it in. If somebody like this is dead set in their ways to the point where it's damaging your relationship, you can try telling them that and being honest about it. But if they're not willing to change, realize anything, or work on it, what can you do? You probably tell them that you're going to start slowly pulling away because it's too much to deal with, and maybe just try to cope with the distance. You can't force them to change, and if they're not willing to recognize this behavior that's putting a strain on your relationship, then you gotta focus on your well-being first. I'll just say though, if I were an OP situation, I'd probably already have my head chopped off by now. If two shirts on a bed is messy, I don't know if I'd have been able to make it through high school in that household. I probably would have been given up for adoption a long time before then. Our next story is, I, 21-year-old female, hate who my mother, 52-year-old female, is marrying, 28-year-old male. Two and a half years ago, my mom, 52-year-old female, began dating a guy, 28-year-old male, she met online. At first, I was happy for her despite the large age gap. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. My brother, 17-year-old male, however, was not. And when my mom started bringing this guy around, my brother was hostile. She moved in with him without telling us five months after they started dating. It was incredibly awkward for us, as this guy has a job where he gets summers off. So, days when I wasn't working, I was inside a house with a man I barely know. However, after a few months, while my brother still disliked him, he stopped being outwardly rude, but this was replaced by our mom's boyfriend becoming hostile towards him. He began picking on my brother for pretty much no reason, demanding he get a job, stop doing useless things, his hobbies, telling him all the chores he does around the house are just easy bullcrap, etc. This guy doesn't financially support us in any way, and he lives with our mom rent-free. So, in my opinion, he had absolutely no right to talk. This also bothered me because my brother has a mental disability and has struggled his entire life. He has a hard upbringing with the adults in our life not understanding his disability. This guy would openly insult my brother in front of my mom and she did not do a dang thing about it. This really bothered me, but I bit my tongue regardless. Christmas Eve 2021 and the Super Bowl 2022 were completely horrible nights with this guy instigating with my brother for pretty much no reason. My mom also brought this guy to our birthday celebrations and even my grandfather's, who he didn't even know, funeral. He literally went on his phone when my family sang happy birthday to me. Back in April of this year, I had enough. My mom doesn't like people wearing shoes in the house, which is fine. However, I was coming inside for about two seconds to let my brother know my dad and I were here to pick him up. This guy rudely told me that taking my shoes off is not that hard. I blew up on him and pretty much told him to go freak himself and date a woman his own age. I also told him off for how he treats my brother and he excused himself by saying he's just trying to help. 
I do not buy this at all. I was expecting to get in trouble over this, but luckily I didn't. My mom made him apologize to my brother the next day. This guy went quiet for a bit until June when he started again. This time he was going after both my brother and I. He wouldn't say anything directly. Instead, he would walk around the house talking to himself and mocking us, saying that we don't want to grow up and that I need to ask my daddy to take me to work and that we hit up our dad for cash. First of all, no, I don't drive much due to anxiety, but I pay for my own public transportation and don't ask anyone to take me anywhere. I do get rides from my dad or boyfriend if they offer, but that's it. Also, my brother and I have never asked either of our parents for money. I've paid my own way through college. He would usually do this weird talking to himself early in the morning when he thought we were sleeping. One morning when he was doing it, I went downstairs to confront him, but he had left for work. So instead I told my mother what happened. She said she's sorry that this is happening again. I guess she had a talking to with him, but I don't really know. Neither my brother nor I received an apology from him for this. Another issue with him is that he glared at us around the house, as if we aren't supposed to be there. He would do this to our significant others as well. Anyway, he went quiet again for a bit, until I went on vacation last month to see my boyfriend's family. While I was away, this guy went up to my brother's door and started insulting him. He told my brother that he's going to be in bed till 2pm pleasuring himself, and then said, Remember when you harassed me, witch? And punched my brother's door. My brother went downstairs to confront him and my mom apparently went off on this guy. She said if he transgresses again, then he's out of the house. I should also add that my mom has a mentally ill sister who's been having a breakdown, so he chose to provoke my brother while all that was happening. Ever since then, he hasn't done anything outwardly to us. Instead, he's actually acting nice to us, but I really don't buy it. I think he's only sorry for what he did because he was reprimanded. This week, him and my mother went on vacation to a foreign country and got engaged there. If she was with a better person, I'd be happy for her, but I cannot be happy about her marrying this person. So, I'm right about that age as the boyfriend? I cannot imagine being with somebody who's 52. What do they have in common? Their life experiences are so different. At 52, you lived most of your adult life without a cell phone. At 28, you probably had a cell phone in middle school. I mean, hey, two consenting adults and all that, but I just don't understand where the real connection would be here. Needless to say, I do think that this guy's just on a bit of a cool down period where obviously they're just playing nice until enough time's gone by that they forgot, oh yeah, I have to play nice because my mom, um, girlfriend, said so. With the history of behavior this guy has, I would be forever suspicious of them. Our next story is, found out my 35-year-old female, boyfriend, 34-year-old male, cheated almost our entire relationship. I've been with my 35-year-old female, 34-year-old male for about 7 years and I just found out he's been cheating almost the entire time. And it was with someone I suspected. Apparently this other female has a long history with him and he painted her in their history slash situation to be completely something else and I feel stupid as freak. I feel stuck as we've basically intertwined our lives at this point and I don't really know where to go from here. Then she basically messaged me on social media, all of the texts between them and pictures of him at her home, hanging out, etc. over the years and I'm just so distraught. 
I even saw messages of him stating he didn't want to be with me multiple times, that he won't leave because he feels guilty and doesn't know how to leave me, even one saying that he hates my son from a previous relationship. It seems the only reason things ended is because she flipped out on him and she stopped talking to him slash went no contact. This was maybe two years ago, she said. I really believe if he had the chance to be with her in any way again, he would. We've had our ups and downs, he's cheated before, but I just feel so stupid to have believed him about this one person. He doesn't know that I know and we're currently planning to move out of state. He said so much other stuff in these messages, but I can't even think straight right now. I really am just so broken. I had been in a relationship for a very long time, and I was fortunate enough for it to end relatively amicably. If I found out that the whole time the other person had been cheating on me, I mean, I can't imagine how devastated I would be. I don't think there's any easy way to get past this. I would just say, even though revenge seems like a good thing, it's not worth it and they're not worth your time and to just focus on you and try to thrive. The toughest part is that he's still unaware and that you still have plans, like you're still kind of actively together in a way. I would just say before making that jump, before revealing it, make sure you take the time to plan out what your steps forward are, what you're going to do about your things, your living situation, do you have pets, your money situation, plan all of that out. Once that's planned out, take care of that as fast as you can and then deal with the relationship. Whatever you do, try to ensure that anything you have or you care about is planned and taken care of before you deal with that rocky reveal and the inevitable end of this relationship. Our next story is, Dad disapproves of my disabled partner. I'm 35-year-old female. My partner, 33-year-old male of two years, has Chacot Marie tooth disease. We met online and he was upfront about his condition and how it affects him before our first date. His condition affects his physical appearance because he has a scoliosis, i.e. spinal curve, and claw hands, i.e. his hands are skeletal and his fingers are curved. He walks normally with the help of splints, which he wears under his trousers and which are therefore not noticeable, although he still chose to tell me about this before our first meeting. None of the above has ever put me off. One of my favorite things about my partner back then was how open and honest he was about his condition. He allowed me to ask questions and he always offered me answers when he had them. I thought that showed tremendous confidence on his part. From my end, made it easier for me to proceed with my eyes wide open. For example, my partner and I both want children, but I personally would not be able to knowingly roll the dice with something like that. So early on, we agreed to undergo genetic testing if things got serious. We've already done this. The results were that our biological children would not inherit my partner's disability, and we have just as much chance of a normal pregnancy as any other seemingly normal couple would. Our choice to undergo genetic testing is a deeply personal one. Different couples will choose different paths, and that's their prerogative. I only bring it up to demonstrate how my partner and I have never shied away from serious conversations about his condition, nor have I ever failed to appreciate it for what it is. My partner and I are both educated with good jobs. I've read medical articles on his condition and even attended his annual checkups with him so I could ask his personal physicians any questions I have. My partner's suggestion? My partner's condition has been stable since early childhood, but because it's so rare and the disease is so variable from one person to the next, I know that could one day change. Or it could not. His health, like everyone else's, is unpredictable. 
But unlike many people, myself included, he knows what his health challenges are and has spent his life staying on top of them as best as he can. My partner is my soulmate and we complement each other perfectly. I'm the yin to his yang and we play off each other's personalities like something out of a rom-com. When we're out in public, it's not unusual for strangers to comment positively on us as a couple. My partner's met my friends and colleagues, all of whom love him and say that we're made for each other. I've met his family, friends, and colleagues, all of whom have given the same feedback on me. The only exception and the reason for this post is my father. My father is my only living relative and he's in his 80s. I lost my two siblings in an accident when I was a teenager and my mother passed away from cancer when I was 31. I have no extended relatives. My father recently met my partner and, to put things mildly, it did not go well. My father vehemently opposes my relationship with my partner. He says I must be desperate to be with somebody like that and that he'll never approve. He's been carrying on with me and begging me to end things with my partner. I've told him to stop it but he says he'll never stop loving and protecting me from myself. I love my father and despite our many differences, I know he loves me too. I can appreciate that he's probably concerned about what will happen to me if my partner's condition gets worse as we get older. I am driven and career oriented, so I can see why he might worry about this. I've tried to explain to my father that there's nothing to indicate that my partner's condition is getting worse as he's been aging and that the likelihood of his health taking a turn is the same as it is for anyone else's. I've used the example of my mother, my father's much younger wife, who unexpectedly got diagnosed with terminal cancer despite outwardly being the picture of health, and my father became enraged accusing me of disrespecting my mother's memory. He says I'm inevitably going to end up sacrificing my career to become a carer to my partner, and that our relationship will be the biggest mistake I've ever made. He's also begged me to not have children with my partner because the doctors might be wrong. I really don't know what to do. My partner and I are planning on getting married next year and I'll be crushed if my father, the only family member I have, does not come to the wedding. My partner and I have already started thinking of names for our future family and it kills me inside to think that family won't include our future children's grandpa. I also know that because of my dad's age, his time is limited and I don't want him to die with things being the way they are between us. For this reason, my partner encourages me to keep trying with my dad. My partner is my future, but in terms of my past, my dad's all I've got, and whether he appreciates it or not, I'm all he has. I definitely appreciate OP's partner's advice here quite heavily. I think if you care about him, and he seems to care about you, you need to continue trying and hoping that eventually he realizes, this is serious, you're not changing your mind, you hope they come around and be a part of the family still. I don't think it's too out there to explain to them that you love them and you want them to be a part of the family. Whenever he wants to accept everybody and be a part of it as well, you'll welcome him with open arms. Our next story is, I, 26-year-old female, lost a bunch of weight and now friend, 23-year-old male, is interested in me. A couple of years ago, I met Josh on Discord and we just happened to live about 45 minutes from each other. We had a crazy amount of things in common and would talk constantly. Even some of our more niche interests aligned, which I've never had happen before outside of Reddit groups. Josh was kind of flirty with me, starting about a week after we started talking. At around the three-month mark, I'd really noticed he seemed into me, and I was super into him. We had seen pictures of each other and stuff, but nothing inappropriate. 
I was falling for him hard, and I hadn't felt like this about someone in a long time. We decided to meet up, and things weren't awkward, but I could tell something changed. He was more distant, and the flirting stopped. I kind of figured it out myself, and it honestly broke my heart. He would only talk to me on occasion, and if we played a game together at all, things felt tense and he would even snap at me. This went on for like a week before I finally asked him what happened and that I had feelings for him. He told me I wasn't his type, and that he wasn't going to enter a relationship he didn't think would work out. He said I made him feel loved and cared about more than anyone though. I asked him what his type was, and he mentioned a list that included thin, which I was not. 240 pounds and 5 foot 3 at the time. I was devastated at that point. We kind of stopped talking for a little bit and would only have scarce conversations about nothing. If I left him on red though, he would message me two to three times per day until I responded. I was confused as to why he would want my attention when he barely talked to me anyway. We played a game together maybe twice during this period of him mostly rejecting to do anything with me, and both times were unpleasant because he would snap at me. He constantly posted to social media about how lonely he was and that just rubbed salt in the wound. About a year has passed and I've actually lost a good amount of weight. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm making progress. I posted some pictures on social media and Josh saw them. He messaged me asking how I've been and some other small talk. I noticed very quickly he was becoming flirty like the first time. My gut reaction was anger. I left him on red a few hours ago and he's of course being a bit spammy now. I know physical attraction is a huge part of relationships, but I just can't get over how hurt I felt before. Josh admits he himself isn't many people's type physically, but I loved him all the same. Since he prefers really skinny girls, I feel like I'd constantly be on edge about gaining any weight. Pregnancy? Depression? I'd always be worried. I love him and care about him deeply. I want him to be happy. I want to be with him, but I don't know if I can ever feel secure dating him. How should I respond when he eventually asks me out? I don't know, to me this seems just like too much of a red flag. I fully understand, people do generally have a type that they would prefer to be with, but at the same time I feel like if a person clicks with you so well, it shouldn't even matter. The real issue here is it seems like they're basing their entire relationship mainly on yes or no via physical appearance. I don't really think that's a sustainable thing in any relationship. If you start getting wrinkles or gray hairs, are they going to start not being interested again? I mean, all you need to know is as soon as they're not physically interested in you, they become somebody you don't want to be around. Would you really be prepared to go into a relationship with somebody who, if you have a downwards period in your life, they're going to pile onto that? Our next story is, my 30-year-old female, in-laws, 60s male and female, didn't send a card or flowers when my dad, 53, died suddenly. Am I overreacting? I've been married to my husband, 31-year-old male, for 6 years now. I'm not particularly close with my in-laws as we have different personalities, but we live in their hometown, 1500 miles away from my hometown and my family, so I see my in-laws often enough. About a month ago, my father fell very terminally ill. It was a huge shock as he's been very healthy beforehand. I took my one-year-old and flew home the day I got the call and stayed for two weeks to help my mom handle things. The doctors gave my dad three to six months to live, so I got him set up with hospice and spent time saying goodbye to him. It was the hardest two weeks of my life. My in-laws were aware of what was happening as they were there the day I got the call. 
I didn't receive a text or call that entire two weeks, but whatever, it was easier not to deal with any added stress. A week after I'd returned to my current state, I got the call that my father had passed. Obviously, I was devastated because they'd given him a few months estimate and I wasn't able to make it back to see him one last time. I spent that day crying and packing and my father-in-law came to help watch the baby. My husband, our baby, and I flew home the very next day so I could help my mom plan the funeral and handle things. A lot of people sent flowers to the service and a lot more people sent cards. I thought it was the norm that my in-laws would send flowers but we didn't receive anything, not even a card. I didn't get a text or a phone call, no sorry for your loss, nothing. We're home now and he still hasn't reached out beyond a quick, sorry for your loss, hope your trip went well. It's not about the money. I'm hurt that I've been their daughter-in-law for six years and they couldn't be bothered to acknowledge the death of my dad. This is my first loss, my very first experience with grief. I'm not okay. I'd like to confront them. My husband never will. He never has when we've had problems in the past. But I want to make sure I'm not overreacting. Should they have sent flowers? Do I seem greedy or selfish for hoping they would have? I can provide more info if needed. I don't think you're in the wrong for being upset about it. At the same time, if these people grew up in a family or in a culture that never really sent cards or sent flowers, it just might not be a natural reaction for them to do so. I mean, at least they gave some small words. Though considering it's the partner of their kid, you would hope that they would reach out a little bit more firmly than just, sorry for your loss, hope your trip went well. I just don't think it's going to end well by confronting them about this. I think it's just going to create more animosity. I think just if anything, your expectations of what they will do should just probably be lowered. This next story is, I, 17-year-old male, feel so deeply in love with my girlfriend, 16-year-old female, that it has started causing strain on our relationship. My girlfriend and I have now been together for almost three years. For the first two years, it felt like we were madly in love and could not keep away from each other. She used to obsess over me and be jealous of every encounter with any other girl I had, and I liked that because it made me feel cared about. I've always wanted to spend my life with her. I would share anything and everything of mine and would even give my life to save hers, and I think this is becoming a problem. We're both currently on separate holidays with our parents. Prior to leaving, we had a conversation about specifically how she's upset because she feels as though I love her more than she loves me. She was crying about it and incredibly upset. I told her that it's okay for relationships to be 80-20 sometimes, as long as they average out to 50-50 over time. This conversation is what made me begin to feel incredibly strong love for her, because I realized that I am replaceable, and that this seemingly unconditional and strong love I thought she had for me may not be forever. It's a situation where you don't realize what you have until you lose it, but I've not yet officially lost anything. I write here to seek some personal advice to help me grow as a person, not just for the sake of my relationship, which is all I have apart from my two parents, but also for the sake of me. What if she leaves me? I'm so attached and in love that I don't know what I would do without her. I care too much about her and I'm incredibly insecure that she might find someone better. What advice would you give me, as a 17 year old, to stop feeling things so deeply? I'm sure that if my love for her died down a little, she would be less sad and I would be less sad and everything would be so much better. In the least disrespectful way possible, this just screams to me teenage relationship. 
I don't even really understand why there's crying over somebody loving another too much. I just don't even really get the dynamic that's going on here. To me, this seems much ado about nothing. I'm just wondering if they're making their relationship too much of themselves. Like, you should still be your own individual persons, you should still have your own hobbies, your own friends, your own things you enjoy to do separately. Is the issue stemming from one or both of you feeling like you're not doing everything you can possibly do together? Either way, over years of a relationship, it does ebb and flow. I would just say, don't overthink it. Love the way you want to love. Don't feel like you have to hold it back because you're afraid it's too much love for your girlfriend. The main thing is, you're young. If something happens, it will seem like the end of the world, but there is so much more ahead. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.